We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the DFS OGs podcast here on Roto Grinders, presented by our friends over at FanDuel. Make sure you guys are heading over to FanDuel, checking out all the offerings, DFS, Sportsbook, Casino, even some horse racing uh, over there on FanDuel. So we appreciate their support of the show. Welcome in week 14 talking here. I am your host, Beer, as always, joined by my boys, Notorious and Head Chopper. Noto, let's start with you. You got your work cut out for you. Not only joining us for an hour here talking some week 14, uh, 13 games uh, in the NBA on Wednesday night as we record. Injuries left and right, rest re- left and right. So uh, thank you for carving out some time, my man. Noto, how, how are you? How was week 13? Yeah, doing good. Uh, week 13, it was actually a pretty good week. Uh, it was profitable. It was close to being a really good week, but my afternoon guys kind of let me down. But yeah, these, uh, these NBA grind downs, they're something. As soon as I finish a game, KD goes down, Aldridge is ruled out, and then I have to go back and redo the whole thing. So um, it's a grind for sure, but uh, it's good to have uh, NBA in full swing. Yes, sir. So hopefully we get you a little distraction here, uh, as we like to do for the people out there. Talk some NFL uh, for an hour, uh, get you away from the NBA. Josh Duck already in the chat. Uh, so what's up to him? Uh, if you guys want to join the show, that's the way to do it. Get in the chat. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that. If you got questions, comments, uh, whatever it is, uh, sound off in that chat room. Been very interactive here over the last couple of weeks. So 
Uh, we like that. We appreciate that. Chop, my man. How was week 13? How are we doing today? Uh, week 13 was okay. I had some potential, but didn't quite get there. But uh, nonetheless, we're doing we're doing fine here, you know, grinding through the holidays and uh, everything. You got football, got to deal with, the, you know, the, the Costco lights. One of the sets of lights gave out on me outdoors. Uh -oh. now, I, now I can't send my picture to the HOA for the, for the award for best Christmas lights. I got to get that fixed. It's just, it's a lot of stuff on my mind right here. Yeah, I see. I mean, Chop, you seem distracted, so maybe that's it. It's the Christmas light. Now, I, I'm slacking. It's been busy here lately. My lights aren't even up yet. My, my kids are on me. In fact, my daughter has a volleyball game tonight, our last game of the year, and I plan on going, and she just sent a text like, Dad, you stay home and do the lights. I don't need you at my game. So so that's where I'm at uh, with Christmas lights. But uh, before we get into the NFL, Chop, I want to get your quick thoughts. You're a college football guy. I'm on the Final Four. I don't think it was any surprise. Uh, here, but do you think one of these non-SEC teams has a shot uh, in this one? Michigan has looked great, uh, beating Ohio State, uh, dominating Iowa. You can get them eight to one, eight and a half to one to win this thing. Cincinnati, uh, even longer odds. Are we going to see an Alabama-Georgia rematch for the title, or one of these two have a legitimate shot here? Uh, on, I believe those games are on New Year's Eve this year. I'd be shocked if uh, if either one of those teams could could hang hang tight with the SEC schools. I'd be very I'd be very surprised. Obviously, I think Cincinnati gets just I think Cincinnati can get demolished here. Michigan, you know, I'm kind of torn on a little bit. I want to believe that, you know, they can sit there and grind out and run Haskins and Corum and and make this a game, but uh sometimes the SEC is just on a different level than the other conferences, the top of the SEC. So uh, my my gut tells me that Alabama is going to also uh, kind of put put the stifle on that Michigan run, and that Alabama is going to be too much for them. So I think we're headed for a rematch here, Alabama Georgia. I think we're in which case I, I I'd like kind of like Georgia in the rematch, but we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, should be some good games, uh, some big spreads on, on those games. Uh, Heisman coming up as well. So uh, college football about to get into that that bowl season. Uh, always a good time. I know chopping the boys will have you covered. I uh, had to tell over at Roto Grinders uh, with all the coverage and the picks, but we are here to talk some NFL. Before we get into that, guys, uh, as you see on the screen, uh, if you're watching uh, on YouTube, first of all, uh, make sure you hit that thumbs up button, subscribe. But uh, you see our DFS OGs contest uh, over on Fandle. Uh, you can find this landing page at Fandle.com slash OG. That's going to get you uh, to where you need to enter the contest. You can also view uh, the leaderboard and see where you're at. Your spot will be highlighted when you pull it up. Uh, along with the leaderboard of some of the top performers. And we'll look at that. We'll highlight uh, the top five from last week's contest uh, and take an updated look uh, at the season-long leaderboard. We will also update our picks. Uh, we're logging each and every one of these betting picks we give you uh, and see if we gain any ground uh, on CHOP here this week. So we'll do that uh, later on towards the show. But we are here to break every game down, guys. So let's jump into it here uh, with our opening game for this week. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, and the Tennessee Titans. Titans minus eight and a half, 43 and a half uh, on the total. So, Chop, uh, we'll stay with you here. Jacksonville coming off another uh, embarrassing loss uh, against the Rams. Uh, I think we all saw that one coming. Uh, another tough test here uh, with Tennessee. Uh, Titans news, uh, Julio Jones activated off uh, the COVID reserve list. So we'll see if he's able to return uh, to that lineup. But, Chop, these running backs, uh, for the Titans, uh, very intriguing. We, we saw them both have pretty big games. Uh, last time we saw this team against New England, Deontay Foreman 
uh, took the majority of the carries, but Dontrell Hilliard uh, brought that big playability to the table here. So uh, do you like either of those two guys uh, in a split committee here against Jacksonville? Maybe some of these Titan value receivers with no A.J. Brown or Julio Jones. Uh, and then the Jacksonville side, it's tough. I mean, James Robinson fumbles. Uh, we see more Carlos Hyde. Trevor Lawrence has been uh, average at best, probably below average. These receivers haven't done much. So uh, pretty much the running backs up here for me, Chop. But any concern with it being a split committee there with Foreman and Hilliard? Yeah, there is concern right there. Uh, I'll, I'll start off on Jacksonville. I think I'm not really – all that big on Jacksonville. I'm not going to chase James Robinson. I mean, the guy gets a, uh, you know, he loses the he loses the ball, and all of a sudden he loses like a quarter and a half. Man, it just I, I can't I can't play that. So I'll pass. But I, I think James O'Shaughnessy is interesting just for the price tag and and the expanded role now that Dan Arnold's out for the year, and you know Lawrence will check down to his tight end. So maybe O'Shaughnessy on, on the Tennessee side with all the injuries. I, I really need to see what Julio Jones looks like this week, if he's going to practice and if he's going to play. And if he is, I think he's in the pool. And if not, then I can go to, to Westbrook, Akina. Uh, the, the running backs do scare me. Uh, Foreman, like this thing is just designed to run the ball, this offense, really good at it, no matter who's back there. But we saw what Derrick Henry does. He's great. These guys are not very good, but still, it's designed to run the ball, and they can be effective even though Deont uh, Deontay Foreman sometimes looks like he's running with like cement shoes on, man. He's just <laughs> like, he was already marginal a couple of years ago when he was with Houston, but, and then he hurt his Achilles and now he's, he's trying to battle back from that. He's just not all that talented right now, but uh, it's designed for big plays in the running game. So I think you keep both these guys in your player pool. I was a lot more interested in Hilliard before, the last game when he only got two targets, I thought maybe, oh, this is the check down guy. This is the guy. Only two targets the last game. I think it was against New England. But they, they still acquitted themselves very well, so I think you keep them in the pool. The guy I think you uh, that I have a lot of love for that I, I can't play right now is Ryan Tannehill because of the uh, – just no wide receivers for him, man. He's just <clears> – <throat> he's not running the ball like he used to, and, and he doesn't have the target, so – all in all, not a sexy game. It's a, too big of a spread for me to take Tennessee, not knowing the the status of Julio. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and take the under here. I'm on the under as well. Uh, not helping me gain any ground uh, on you here. Kind of, kind of giving away uh, where we're at on the leaderboard. But uh, I agree with, with a lot of what you said. Uh, it's it's a big enough spread where I could see Jacksonville being competitive. That being said, I don't want to back them. I could see Tennessee. Uh, dominating this thing on the ground, which I do prefer Foreman uh, out of these two running backs, but there is that same concern level in Jacksonville. Derek, no offense, your team here, but I'm hands off here. As much as I like James Robinson, the player, uh, I just don't see him having the, the opportunity in this one uh, to make him a DFS priority this week. So uh, two unders uh, so far to lead us off, Derek. Your thoughts here, Jacksonville and Tennessee. Yeah, no offense taken. I mean, I've been trying to talk you off of the Jaguars bandwagon all season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been an ugly year. Lawrence has been a huge disappointment so far. I mean, granted, coaching staff and all that, I'm not giving up on him just yet. But um, until he starts playing better, you can't play him. And if you can't play him, it's hard to trust any of the receivers. I think Lawrence has been held under 13 fantasy points in four of the last five games. You guys mentioned Robinson fumbled. Then we saw Hideout snap him last week, so I want no part of that. So maybe James O'Shaughnessy, um, probably more of a DraftKings play for me, um, where you can punt the tight end and feel a little bit better about it. 
Titans side, uh, looks like McNichols practice today. So, I mean, that's going to make a two-man committee, potentially a three-man committee. Um, I do think Foreman is kind of going to get the first crack at uh, the RB1 there, but I don't want to mess with it. Uh, maybe a little bit of Nick Nick West for Kikine, but, man, this is, a, this is a pretty ugly game. And because of that, I'm with you guys. Give me the under. All right, three unders on that one. So uh, we'll add to the parlay card early on. I'll update uh, our parlay from last week, but uh, pretty pretty productive. I don't think we hit on all of them, but uh, pretty damn close. Pretty good week across the board. So uh, locking one in here to start us out uh, on the under in this one. Next game, guys, uh, Seattle and Houston. Seattle minus seven and a half road, road favorites, 41 and a half. Uh, on the total. So Derek, we'll stay with you. We saw signs of life finally from the Seattle team, uh, getting that win against division rival San Francisco. Uh, Houston continues to be what they are. There's just not much there. Uh, injuries starting to pile up. So are you trusting what you saw last week, Derek, uh, with this Seattle team? It's mainly the passing game. The running game uh, has been minimal at best uh, without Chris Carson. So now you had Adrian Peterson in the mix. I think it's easy uh, to avoid that. But do you trust the Seattle passing game? Now, Houston not been terrible against the pass or against quarterbacks here. So uh, that's the question. Russell Wilson, his receivers, yes or no in this spot? I think it's going to be a no for me just because Pete Carroll is still the coach, and he's still saying that they need to run the ball more, and they're bringing in new running backs every single week. You mentioned Adrian Peterson. Uh, I just can't wait. They're going to give him like 30 carries for 50 yards, and they're going to win uh, by a touchdown. So – I get it. I mean, the matchup, it's not as good as you might expect. Uh, you mentioned a beer. They've actually, the Texans have been pretty good against the pass. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm okay with Lockett in tournaments. You know, Metcalf had his best game since week eight last week, but it was still five catches, 80 yards. Uh, he seems to have a limited ceiling right now. And this offense as a whole, yeah, I don't know. Uh, one good game against the Niners. I'm not buying into it. On the other side, Man, I mean, can't trust the backfield. Uh, you know, if Mills is ending up, you know, under center, can't really trust the passing game. We always talk about Brandon Cooks and garbage time, but he really hasn't done much since week three. So I'm going to be hands off when it comes to the Texans. And for my pick, uh, give me the second straight under. All right, Chop, let's go to you. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. I don't have a strong lean uh, on this game. So I, I'm going to I'm gonna do the, the Chop move and sit back and wait and see what everyone else is doing here because this one's just ugly. The total's ugly. Uh, Derek, I'm with you. I, I, I'm not trusting uh, this Seattle passing game here. Maybe I take a shot on one of these receivers, but I think there's better quarterback plays uh, this week than Russell Wilson. So uh, mostly hands off on this game. I'd like to just abstain from this one, Paul Derek, uh, in general, from from the betting markets as well. But uh, Chop, what do you got here? Any more optimism on the Seattle passing game this week against Houston? No, no more optimism than you guys. Uh, I think they've quit this year. I think that's it. I think they've mailed it in now, man. There's just something's wrong with this team. It's not clicking, and they're not making the playoffs. They know it, and I think they're done, mentally checked out. So. Uh, I don't – I mean, you could one-off any of the guys. I get it. Like, you know, Wilson or, or Lockett or Metcalf. Well, you'd probably want to pair Wilson. But, I mean, do you really want to spend two roster spots on a Seattle passing attack? I don't know. Uh, Gerald Everett, maybe you could. The running backs, I'm going to pass on Adrian Peterson, 11 carries for 16 yards. That's not going to cut it, man. That's not going to cut it for DFS. So he's going to have to literally fall in the end zone like two or three times even to pay off a cheap price tag. No, thank you. 
Houston, I was all set to pick Seattle here because Davis Mills, you know, and and uh, Tyrod was actually he's not a good DFS quarterback, but at least he's a leader, and he had and he gets the team kind of playing hard. And I was was a little bit worried about Davis Mills, but then I started looking it up a little bit. Davis Mills, when he filled in earlier this year, he hit up two 300-yard games, Three got the 300-yard bonus in two games against New England and the Rams, two tough defenses. So it's there. There's something there. You know, it could happen at, on any given week, and this is a Seattle team that's given up, and now they got to finish out the year without uh, Jamal Adams at safety. That hurts. So you never know. I, I'm not going to take them, but we've seen Brandon Cooks and Davis Mills get there before, so I think they're interesting, but – like I said, all set to take Seattle on the spread until I saw a big fat seven and a half. <laughs> I was like, no, on the road. The hook got, got him. Hard, hard pass, man. I'll, I'm stay, I'm going with the under two on this one. All right, I'm gonna go with Houston. Uh, I like the point on Davis Mills. I think they can do enough, uh, and this is a, a traditional letdown spot uh, for this Houston, or this Seattle team coming off a big win uh, against San Francisco. Go to Houston and lay an egg. Uh, that fits the MO here for Seattle. So I'll take Houston uh, and the points. Next game, we got Vegas and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs sitting at minus nine and a half, a 48 on the total. So Chop, we'll stay with you here. Uh, Raiders side, Kenyon Drake uh, out with an ankle injury. So uh, maybe some more for Josh Jacobs uh, in that backfield. Darren Waller uh, listed day to day. So maybe he's able to return. Uh, disappointing chalk week there for Foster Moreau. So uh, if there's no Waller, uh, maybe you can go back to Moreau at much lower ownership. Uh, Chiefs side, I think all the, the normal characters are in play. Travis Kelsey hasn't had a huge game in a while. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think, is a very interesting pivot off the passing game here. Uh, but Chop, what do you got here? High total. This is certainly one uh, people are going to be looking at here this week, Raiders and Chiefs. Yeah, it's it's uh, interesting in the fact that uh, that total is so high. And yet we're talking about a Kansas City offense that hasn't done very much uh, recently. They've been pretty bad. And uh, their defense has actually been carrying them, believe it or not, for several weeks now. Their defense has played a lot better. And then, you know, the Raiders are a team that their offense can look bad at times and their defense isn't very good either. But, yeah, that's a big total for that. And that's a big spread, too. So I'm kind of torn on that aspect of it. But. Anytime these these two teams get together, you could see uh, we've seen fireworks before. You know, I, they played earlier this year. It was kind of a, a high, higher scoring game, although it was lopsided. I go back to last year, a couple big shootouts last year in in this game. So, you know, I throw I throw some of the stuff out the window, some of the rules in the NFL season out the window with this one. I think it's a nice little rivalry where we get, we can get a shootout. So. Uh, my pick is the over here, and I think, uh, you know, the usual suspects. I don't think you go too far off the radar. You have Mahomes, you have Hill, you have Kelsey, and I don't really want to play around with anybody else. And on the other side, Derek Carr, as poor as this offense can look at times, he just churns out a lot of 300-yard bonuses for you and, and gets in the end zone. And in, in a shootout like this, he could grab you a couple touchdowns. So Hunter Renfro is a man on fire right now. You can go run Hunter Renfro or – and whoever the tight end is going to be, if Waller's back, I think Waller's in play. If he's not in, if he's not back, then I'd take some Foster Moreau for cheap again. So I think I'm going over on this game. 
All right, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I know they never covered the spread. In fact, both of these teams are pretty terrible against the number this year. But uh, the Raiders kind of on the, on the downslide here. I think they're going to struggle in this spot. I, I don't like backing the Chiefs with such a high number here. But I could see the public being on the Raiders uh, in this one. So uh, give me the Chiefs. I'm a little bit more optimistic about the running game here, Chop, just a way to get different. I think Edwards Alaire are going to take more of that share. They kind of eased him back in. A good matchup uh, with this Raiders defense. I agree with the Raiders side. Carr, solid. Renfro, solid. The price is on the rise, but uh, continues to get it done. Uh, and whoever that tight end is, even Jacobs, uh, somewhat intriguing without Drake. So uh, a lot of ways you can go in DFS here, Derek. Uh, I'll, are you I would say like I'll chime in real quick and say when I when I said the over, I instantly regretted it. But I'm going to stick with it. But I just I instantly regret it, though. Well, what would you flip to? I mean, it's already on the board, but yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna stick with the over, there? but that's the whole thing. There's nothing to really flip to here, but I'll stick with it. But I, I do regret it. All right, Derek, knowing that information, uh, and, and what's your pick here, and what are you doing uh, to get different in DFS here? Or are you just riding with 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 the crowd on this one? So I think I think I think Derek has been disconnected. Okay, I think, I think we're we're getting uh. Uh, we're going to have to come back to Derek's pick right there. I think he's like hooked up to another device that over overrid his uh... – <laughs> there he is. Let me get – I say hey, I believe he's, he's, I back. Believe he's back. Hey. back. All right. There he is. I, I couldn't see that he was gone, but it's good to see he's back. So, uh, Derek, uh, we have uh, Chop went the over and said he instantly regretted the pick, so we have to give you that info. And I'm rolling with the Chiefs uh, with this big spread at home. I think they roll here and – Obviously, DFS, a ton of ways you can go. This one will be circled. Uh, who are you picking out of this one uh, for your lineups this week? I think the Mahomes double stacks firmly in play. Um, I'm not messing with the backfield. Um, you got CEH and Daryl Williams. They've basically been splitting snaps the last two weeks. We kind of think of CEH as the clear RB1 there, but the last two weeks that hasn't been the case. So give me Mahomes, Tyree, Kelsey, love those three. Uh, bring it back with Renfro and hopefully Foster Moreau. I mean, he was – the chalk that just killed everyone last week. And everyone said, don't play him in tournaments. I did it anyway. Um, just because ah, he was in such a good spot. But I'll go back to the well there. For my pick, I will gladly take the Chiefs. I think they're the much better team. They're playing better uh, over the last few weeks. And so, yeah, I think they roll in this one. All right, Derek, let's stick with you. We got Chops Cowboys taking on the Washington football team. Dallas minus four, 48 on the total. All these lines, courtesy of the FanDuel Sportsbook. So a uh, Derek, good spot here for this Dallas Cowboys offense, especially Dak Prescott. Washington have uh, been pretty terrible against quarterbacks. A lot of ways you can stack him up uh, with his receivers here. Uh, Zeke and Pollard both been productive in that backfield. So uh, Dallas, the, the team that we can load up on here, Washington side, uh, McKissick questionable. We'll see. Uh, not practicing as of now. Uh, Logan Thomas back to IR. So maybe we get some value. Ricky Seals-Jones. Uh, McLaurin and Heineke coming off a, a disappointing game. They got the win. I thought there'd be more stats uh, from those two in that game against the Raiders. But uh, what are we doing on the Washington side here? And again, uh, Dallas seems to be in a very good spot offensively here against this Washington defense. Yeah, uh, usual suspects for me when it comes to Dallas. Uh, I like C.D. Lamb quite a bit. Dak's obviously uh, in play. I like his price point um, quite a bit as well. And then if Pollard ends up being out, you know, maybe I'll take a sprinkle of Zeke. He just hasn't looked the same over the last month or so. Um, even just like walking off the field, he's got a limp to him. So 
Uh, it's kind of hard to trust the backfield at the moment, but if Pollard's out, I do think you know maybe we could take a few shots on Zeke. Uh, Washington side, yeah, they'll probably be playing from behind. At least uh, you know that's what the spread is telling us. So I don't mind going back to Heineke and McLaurin, and then uh, you know depending on McKissick, uh, we can go back to Gibson as well. So a lot of interesting pieces here, and uh, this means a lot for the division. I think they can pull within one of the Cowboys uh, if Washington's able to pull off a win this week. So should be a fun game. It uh, feels like one that's going to be decided by a field goal. So I will take the home underdog uh, in the plus four. And if I'm not mistaken, Chopped Dallas can lock up the division with a win. So if, correct me if I'm wrong there, but uh, Derek brought up Washington close the gap. I think Dallas uh, can lock this thing up. So uh, Chop, your team here, how are we handling this matchup against Washington? So many ways that you can go here uh, offensively. And then who is the running back for you uh, if you are going heavy on Dallas on the Washington side? Well, I would like to start off by saying Terry McLaren cost me first place in the season long last week with that terrible performance against the Raiders, and now I'm locked out. Now I'm blocked. I can't even get first place now. So Uh-oh. best I can do is second place in the in the season long. So that's terrible, and not Super Bowl. That's just to see. That's just the regular season standings. But you know this one right here. Yeah, I think Dallas comes in with a. Uh, this means a lot. You know, this is, a, this is a good chance for them to put some some space there. Let me see, 12, and there's uh, 17 games. Three, I don't think that you can lock it up this week. Uh, you know, worst-case scenario, if you if you lost out and they won out, I'd still think they'd be able to get you even after this weekend if with a win here. So, But uh, they could really put some distance there. I think they come in with a good game plan, and they tear them up through the air here. So all the, the usual suspects in the air are fine. I think Amari's getting back. He looked really bad last week, played limited snaps. I wasn't even sure he was going to play, even though he was on the active list. So maybe the COVID really got him. But I think he'll come back this week strong. Uh, so I think the Dallas passing game is, is fully in play here, all of it. Washington, I'm a little bit more leery of. Need to see McKissick out because it obviously helps Gibson quite a bit. I would, I would be more than happy to take Gibson again at a high rate if uh, McKissick is out. I definitely think McLaren could bounce back here, but uh, not in love with it. So uh, for all these reasons, I really think Dallas rolls them up. So give me Dallas here. Yeah, I'm on Dallas here as well. I agree with all the points you made. There, there's so many ways you can go in DFS, and we'll, we'll see what the ownership looks like. But I'm comfortable playing almost any of those guys. Uh, the double stacks with Dak, the running backs. Uh, Washington, I have the same concerns. Gibson, uh, great if McKissick's out, but Dallas has been so good against running backs. Uh, it's a tough matchup. So uh, everything points me to Dallas here. Again, I hate to ride uh, with you, Chops, since I'm trailing you in the standings, but uh, I agree with the pick. Uh, I'm going to go Dallas uh, minus the four. Next game, Baltimore and Cleveland. Uh, Browns are now two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, this one started out uh, with Baltimore as the favorite, total sitting at 42. So, Chop, I'll go to you here. There's a lot of big names in this game, You know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Lamar Jackson on the other side. but uh, this one is kind of ugly, uh, in my opinion. So, uh, again, I always ask you, any more optimism here? Can we go back to Lamar after a couple subpar games? Uh, stacking partners are clear. Andrews, Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman. Uh, Cleveland side dealing with some injuries to that receiving core. Uh, David Njoko, we know, will likely miss this game as well. So, a, a lot of big names in this game, Chop. And anyone uh, DFS-wise standing out, or is this one of those cross-it-off type games for us this week? Uh, I wouldn't cross it off altogether, but uh, there's definitely some hesitation here. Lamar, 
Yeah, he hasn't been outside of a couple games. He really hasn't been that good this year at all. Period. I mean, I get it. He's had some big games, a few of them. So he's always going to be in a GPP contention. Uh, but uh, he's passing a lot more this year. And when he doesn't run, he's just not as good of a DFS guy that we know. That we know of. the one guy I do like is Mark Andrews. There's a little solid history there against Cleveland. So give me some Mark Andrews. On the flip side, I think you always keep Chubb and Hunt when they're healthy. You always keep them in the player pool for GPPs because you just never know. A guy like Chubb goes like out of nowhere. He, you know, he goes for 102 touchdowns in the unlikely spot. You just keep him in there, but certainly not a guy I'm gonna have heavy exposure to. But uh the one guy on, on Cleveland, I'm kind of leaning towards is uh is Jarvis Landry just a little bit here you know I think uh mainly because I think Cleveland wins this game and they got to do it somehow he's their best target to get it done so uh I'm leaning a little Jarvis Landry but lock me in lock me into Cleveland this might be my bet of the week give me Cleveland I'm on Cleveland as well. Oh, you, oh, just tell me, tell me. I don't mind that. For the rest I know of it. I, I mean, I can't switch it around just because you went. That was my pick, so I'm, I'm going to stay true to that. But that that line movement is telling. The chat sounding off about Jarvis Landry as well. Uh, Josh Duck and Jeremy Heisen uh, talking about the Marlon Humphrey injury, uh, which is huge uh, for Jarvis Landry. Clearly, well, we don't talk a lot of matchups, receiver, cornerback, but that clearly makes the Baltimore defense. Uh, that much worse against wide receivers. So uh, I'm not as enamored with, with Jarvis Landry. He just never seems to have a very high ceiling. Uh, once in a while, he pops off for a big game. Maybe it's this week. But uh, I'm this again, Derek, mostly a stay away from me. I want to go back to Lamar, but uh, teams that know each other so well, low total here, uh, mostly a stay away game for me. So two Cleveland bets on the board, Derek. Uh, what do you got here? Yeah, I'm kind of with you guys. I think uh, I think Cleveland wins this game, but um, I'm going to actually take the over. I know uh, the division games, they tend to hit the under, especially the second time around, but I think that's baked into the total, only at 42. You guys mentioned the injuries to the Ravens' defense. I think that's going to help the Browns' offense, and I'm always uh, pretty confident in Lamar's ability to score. So I think I'll take the over in this one uh, from a DFS perspective. I'm okay going back to Lamar if he's going to be lower-owned. Um, you can pair him up with Andrews or Brown, um, maybe even some Bateman. And then uh, for the Browns, I mean, Chubb, he struggled against Baltimore earlier this year, but I believe he had a huge game against them uh, last year, um, kind of a slate-breaking performance. So maybe you can go to him. I agree on the Landry call. Um, the Baltimore secondary, I believe that they're without their top four cornerbacks uh, and safeties this year now. So, uh, yeah, really good spot for the passing game. Uh, and give me the O for my pick. All right, next game, Atlanta and Carolina. Panthers minus two and a half here uh, in this one. Obviously, no Christian McCaffrey, so Chuba Hubbard uh, back as the uh, projected uh, lead back there with Carolina. It sounds like they're going to go back to Cam Newton here, guys, uh, after, you know, look good in his first start. Uh, second start, Miami was a disaster, so uh, looks like he'll be under center again. Pretty cheap out there. So, uh, Derek, let's stay with you. Let, let's just talk Cam here for a minute. How do you think this plays out? It's cheap enough where he's going to garner some interest, but are people going to be you know, trigger shy to, to pull the trigger on him after that last performance? Thoughts on Chuba Hubbard uh, and then the Atlanta side. Uh, it, it's tough over there. Cordero Patterson's been great, but we know that price is up there. Uh, Pitts continues to disappoint. Uh, and are you trusting Russell Gage uh, coming off some big games? So uh, interesting game here, Derek, Atlanta and Carolina. 
Yeah, well, I do think people will be, you know, kind of gun shy to play Cam. Uh, people are just like a slave to projections, and I, I just sorted by the point per dollar ratings uh, in our projections. The Roto Grinders and Cam Newton's number one guy uh, at quarterback. So I do think he'll be fairly popular, probably more so in cash games. Um, he does give you that solid rushing floor. You can't really ask for a better matchup than the Falcons at home. So I have no issue with him, um, but him being under center kind of just hurts the appeal of the rest of his teammates. And you know, maybe with no McCaffrey, we get even more Cam Newton. Um, so I would probably just roll him out, maybe pair him up with Robbie Moore or <laughs> Robbie Moore, DJ Moore. You combine uh, them into one man. Maybe they'll be productive if they yeah. were both uh, in one. Yeah, combine them. Maybe they'll they'll get a good uh, fantasy outing. Um, and this kind of feels like the spot where everybody's been playing McCaffrey the last few weeks, and then. Uh, now nobody's going to play Hubbard, so uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll get a few shares of him just in case uh, he has a big outing. On the Falcons side, I just I'm having a tough time with this offense as a whole. I think Patterson's probably your guy, but uh, Mike Davis has kind of looked a little bit better the last couple weeks. Russell Gage, I think he's had two goose eggs in his last five starts, so um, you can chase that upside if you want. But his floor is literally zero, uh, which is never great for a wide receiver. And then Kyle Pitts. We're waiting for it. Um, I'll still play him in tournaments, but I don't have as much faith in him as I did earlier in the year. For my pick, two teams that don't really have much to play for, I guess I'll just take the home team. I'm Carolina here as well. Uh, I, I like the spot a lot. Uh, you talk about a bet of the week, Chop uh, laid out Cleveland. Mine's probably Carolina here, even without McCaffrey. I do think we'll see a better Cam Newton. Uh, I'm interested to see what the ownership looks like there. Uh, and on Chuba Hubbard. I mean, 24 carries the last time these two teams uh, played each other, but that was without Cam. So how much does that zap away uh, some of his touches uh, and upside? So if he's going to be high-owned, I-, I can stay away from him. If he's going to be low-owned, I- I'm intrigued like you are, Derek. Uh, I'll stay away from the receivers for the most part. I love DJ Moore, the player, but uh, Cam just zaps all that upside there. Atlanta, I'm hands-off here. Patterson's too expensive. Gage, like you mentioned, uh, it's up and down, and, and I- I'm just done with Kyle Pitts. Uh, kind of jumped off that train. So maybe he gets there, maybe he has a big game, but uh, I'm going to be away from that one. So uh, a little Cam, a little Hubbard for me, uh, maybe a little bit of DJ Moore and give me Carolina. Chop, what do you got here, Falcons and the Panthers? Yeah, Cam stinks, Hubbard stinks, uh, Kyle Pitt stinks. I mean, they're all, they're all pretty bad, man. Matt Ryan stinks. I would say that uh, Cordell Patterson is fine for draft. I, I usually keep him in my player pool on DraftKings and ditch him on FanDuel. And, uh, I mean, with all that being said, yeah, I'll keep Cam Newton and Hubbard and more around for GPPs just in case, but uh, not not in love with them. I mean, and, you know, I think the, the most telling thing here is they fired their offensive coordinator, uh, Joe Brady here, Carolina did. Like, I don't understand that. He was really good with any semblance of good quarterback play. This was a really good offense, uh, and they fired him. And they they gave him Cam Newton to work with, and they fired him. And they and they had Christian McCaffrey's been healthy for about three games in the last two years, and they fired him. That's terrible. So, oh, man, it's a rough one, man. But uh, with all that being said, I still think they have a little bit more heart than Air, than, than Atlanta right now. So give me Carolina minus the points at home. Oh, you're tailing me, Chuck. Hey, you're trying to keep me blocked out. I, I see oh, you. I got to block you, man. <laughs> I, block you. I don't think you got to worry about me. I'm pretty far down the standings. We'll look at that here uh, shortly and update you on how we are doing there along with 
uh, our FanDuel contest for last week. Let's finish out uh, the early window of games here. We got New Orleans, uh, minus five, traveling to New York to take on the Jets. Total sitting at 43. So uh, injuries, the story here. We're waiting uh, on Alvin Kamara. I would expect we get more optimistic news. Uh, after it sounded close on that Thursday night, uh, maybe they were just giving him uh, that extra 10 days. Mark Ingram uh, placed on the COVID list here as of today. So uh, Kamara maybe uh, rushed back. Taysom Hill, sounds like he's going to give it a go with that finger injury. So uh, he's kind of in that same vein with Cam Newton, that, that middle price point uh, with that running upside. Uh, Jet side, we got Elijah Moore, uh, questionable now, pops up on the injury report. Uh, with Corey Davis uh, announced out for the year. So, Chop, another ugly game. It's kind of the theme of this week. Uh, all these middling totals here. A lot of injuries we're working through here. Uh, obviously, if Kamara's back, uh, he's a guy we can look to against this awful uh, Jets defense. Uh, I'm intrigued with Taysom Hill uh, against that same defense. Uh, Jets, I'm, I'm out. Unless Elijah Moore is in, I'm intrigued there as a running back option. Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm pretty much out on the Jets. So, Saints, Jets, Chop, what do you got here? Yeah, I, I probably I probably feel a little better about the Saints players than than it sounds like you do. I, I don't mind Taysom. He's got a really really good price on DraftKings, as does Alvin Kamara if he ends up being back. Uh, Deontay Harris is going to have to serve out his suspension, so I think either Traquan or Marquez Callaway can get a little bit more action here, which could make them interesting. Um, I wouldn't even put it I wouldn't even put it past him for little Jordan Humphrey to. Uh, to, I mean, he he looks all right too. Maybe maybe there's a connection there. Maybe there, there's the sh- there's the shower narrative. Maybe with Taysom, I'm not sure how to read into it. But and Ty Montgomery taking all his snaps at, at wide receiver and stuff now, man. That's that's interesting too because he got heavily targeted in the last game. Um, so I don't mind the Saints' offensive pieces. Uh, the Jets are are kind of hands off, except for Elijah Moore for me. Elijah's the only one that stands out. And because of that, because I'm leaning so heavy Saints, I got to I gotta take New Orleans here. I think they'd put the smack down on the Jets. All right, I'm going to go under in this one. I, I do think New Orleans is going to control this game. I agree with you there. I, I do like Taysom Hill and Kamara here, Chop. So we're in lockstep there. But uh, I just know where the Jets are, are going to get the offense here. So Saints probably the play, but uh, the other play, I, I, I'm going to go under, try to get a little bit different uh, on you on this one. Derek, a uh, New Orleans play, an under play. A lot of injuries to work through here. Uh, thoughts on the Saints and the Jets? I'm going to go with Chop. I'm going to take the Saints. I think they are uh, a much better equipped team to win football games with Taysom under center. And uh, shout out to our friend Big T. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw his tweet. <laughs> Just a guy walking into this house, takes his pants off, and uh, he said he doesn't have to worry about uh, researching any quarterbacks because uh, Taysom Hill was announced as a starter. So he's already all locked into <laughs> Taysom. Uh, I think he's a great cash game option. I think he's got a good uh, floor. We obviously know the Jets, one of the worst defensive lines in football. So love the spot for Taysom. Uh, I'm not worried about the hand injury. I think he's just going to have a ton of success on the ground. And then if Kamara's active, yeah, you can play him for sure. Um, if he's out, then uh, we'll just have to see who ends up, uh, you know, getting the, getting the run there in the backfield. Uh, but to Chow's point, I mean, we saw a lot of uh, Ty Montgomery back there. Um, the other night and uh, that was pretty frustrating if you played uh, Ingram in showdown which uh, which I did as for the Jets I just can't trust anyone on the offense and it's not like it's a good matchup to begin with so uh, full faith for me on the Jets yeah if it's Kamara the Jets uh, have given up the most fantasy points the most touchdowns so if it's not Kamara I think Taysom uh, eats up a lot of that so uh, I'm with Big T I, I, I like Taysom a lot this week and much prefer him to Cam Newton 
uh, in that same price range. Uh, even if he is dealing with a little bit of finger injury, it's the running upside uh, that you get uh, against this Jets team. So uh, all systems go for me uh, on Taysom Hill here uh, as well. So before we get into the afternoon games, as we always do, giving a shout out to our top five finishers uh, in our FanDuel DFS OGs contest. Uh, again, if you're not playing this, you're missing out. Just a $7 single entry tournament. A winner each week is going to walk away with $400 in this one off that $7. And not to mention the season-long component uh, as well. Top 10 scores will count. There's 18 weeks to the season. So even if you missed a few, you're a late arrival. Still time to make a charge uh, up that leaderboard. But let's take a look at the top five this week. Uh, fifth place, living the high life. I uh, love the name. There's some high scores this week. 189.08. Uh, went with Gardner Minshew uh, this week in this lineup. Uh, Justin Jefferson, a big game. Dallas Goddard was the pairing. Uh, Sony Michelle, Chris Godwin, uh, Cooper Cup, Gibson, Connor, just solid uh, across the board. No duds uh, in that lineup uh, for living the high life. Sea Chiefs uh, rocking that Kansas City logo, finishes fourth uh, behind Tom Brady. Some of the similar names uh, we just talked about, Gibson, Jefferson, Cup, Sony Michelle had George Kittle uh, in that lineup coming off that big game. Two touchdowns for him against Seattle. So congrats to Sea Chiefs. GHO2, third place, 194.4, had that same uh, Gardner Minshew. No pairing partner uh, in this one, but did have George Kittle, Justin Jefferson, uh, Cooper Cup, some of the same names here as well. Second place, Triple uh, X, Achilles Triple X. Uh, quite the name there. Uh, $200 uh, off his $7 or their $7 buy in. Again, we see Gardner Minshew in this lineup. Again, George Kittle. Justin Jefferson, you're seeing a theme here. Michelle Fournette, so a lot of the same names. Uh, and our first place finisher, rocking the Roto Grinders logo. So it's going to be some additional prizes here for Minneapolis Ace 199.32. Tom Brady, Chris Godwin was the core of this lineup. Dallas Goddard, Justin Jefferson, Deontay Johnson uh, makes his first appearance here. Two touchdowns for him as well. Only 7% owned. Uh, in this tournament. So congrats to Minneapolis Ace, $400 in winnings. Also going to win a year of Roto-Grinders Premium combo, absolutely free, just for having that Roto-Grinders badge. So guys, this tournament, again, it's only $7. It's a single entry tournament, but having that Roto-Grinders badge uh, can pay off big time. If you're not a premium a combo subscriber, you're going to win that. It's over $1,000 uh, in added free premium for you so no reason not to, to switch your badge uh, over to the rg logo there and represent if you enjoy what we do here enjoy everything going on at roto grinders it's an easy change for you uh, but chop let's take a look at the season-long leaderboard 4794 continues uh to lead this thing but uh, some people making some charges here uh this week a lot of rg badges uh rocking here uh, on this leaderboard what do we got season-long wise yeah, four seven nine four still in the lead. He's, he's doing well. Uh, had a nice week last week. By the way, that was a that was a really nice first place lineup, man. That Minneapolis yeah. Ace put together it looks really really juicy. And I would have thought for the life of me going going into the afternoons that you weren't going to mess around with the Dallas Godair as the best tight end. But man, George Kittle made a run, and boy, he really smoked it. But those two tight ends are what got you all the money last week. So uh, and they were both pretty low on. So. That was it, yeah. Uh, let me see here. We're looking at Yes Man up there, top 20. Good for him. Oh, look, see uh, the man who finished in second place right there, Achilles Triple X, 
jumps up into 20th place from like nowhere, comes out of nowhere, jumps up into the top 20 with a big finish. So another big finish, he'll be in the top 10 next week. You know what I mean? Like you can jump up quick if you uh, if you play it right. So we got uh, Notorious, 29th. What in the world? He's sneaking up in there, man. Kid right there, man. I think this past week was like my first top 100 finish of the year. I'm not sure. But, uh, so I got that going for me. But Urinal Cakes, you bumped him down to 36th place, unfortunately. Looky there. Minneapolis A's jumps him to – let me see here. Oh, yeah. He had some rough weeks this year. He had some rough weeks in here. And just that on the strength of that one big win, jumps up into 38th place. Like his previous two weeks were under under eight or 85 or less points. So – and then, yeah, he had a 73, so those are all, like, throwaway games. It's just the, the one big win jumps you up. So that's what you're fighting for, man, is to still, it's still plenty of time to get back in this thing and, and and to make a move. So even if not, still some good prizes. Maybe we'll even figure out a way. We need to figure out another prize, too. To win, if you win it weekly, you get an extra prize on top of everything else. Uh, so maybe we'll figure something out. Like maybe they, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want to say anything prematurely on air, but we'll figure something out. And if you take down the season-long leaderboard, $5,000 going your way. There's there's also other prizes, so it's not just first. So making a charge up that board, like you mentioned, Chop, you, you spotlighted a few people uh, that moved up. Uh, Notorious uh, sneaking up there representing uh, the OG, so hopefully he continues uh, his charge. But, uh, you know, top 10 finishes this week for 4794 in the weekly contest, and uh, Yisman finished ninth. So I want to give them a, a little shout-out. Uh, as well. So still anybody's ball game. Again, fanduel.com slash OG. Uh, they're talking some RG swag in the chat. Maybe that could be an additional prize uh, for some things. But that free combo, uh, a year of Roto-Grinders premium combo, uh, again, over $1,000 uh, in value in that thing uh, just for winning this tournament. So you're walking away with the 400 bucks, the combo premium. You're shooting up the leaderboard. Uh, come play with the OG. Support the show. Support uh, the sponsor of the show, FanDuel, who helped us put this tournament together uh, at FanDuel.com slash OG. Let's update our betting board here. And uh, Derek, do you want the, the good news or the bad news here first? So what's your preference here? Uh, I assume I had a good week, but not good enough. We all had a good week is the good news. I mean, combined we went, let me see, let me click on week 13 here. We went, simple math here says uh, 20, 25, and 10 overall. Uh, the problem is you and I went eight and three, which is the good news. Chop seven and four didn't allow us to, to pick okay. up much ground. So uh, all in all, a very solid week. As far as the parlay goes last week, a hit on the under in Baltimore-Pittsburgh, a hit on the Rams, minus 13, hit on Miami, minus five, hit on the Chargers, Plus three, the only one we missed out of our five-teamer, the under uh, in the Arizona-Chicago game uh, at 45 and a half. So uh, hopefully you guys parlayed a, a few of those up, not in five-teamers, but, but found some three-teamers uh, you like. But all in all, uh, a very productive week for all of us. Uh, the standings uh, pretty much remain the same. We picked up one game on them, Derek. So uh, Chop sitting at 79. Derek, you are at 75, uh, four back, and I am at 70. Uh, trailing by nine so it's, it's getting tight here we got what five weeks left uh we'll see if chop can can open the door for us and give us chop we need that three or four i'm gonna ask for it again i asked last week and uh you didn't you didn't give it to us so you know, let's see that three or four here uh this week i would prefer 
that you guys just go ahead and like go undefeated and I still maintain a winning record, you know, okay. like I finish above 500. You make up the ground by being like flawless. So, I, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't wish bad things on me, beer. That's not nice. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. I gotta, I gotta climb this leaderboard, but I, I you must be nicer to me, chop wanting us to go undefeated. Uh, that would be undefeated for the listeners as well. So uh, I'm definitely game for that. Let's get into the afternoon slate. Uh, let's start with the Giants and the Chargers. Uh, LA up to minus 10 and a half, 44 and a half on the total. So, Chop, we'll stay with you. Uh, sounds like Jake Fromm going to be the quarterback here uh, for the New York Giants. Daniel Jones announced out. Mike Lennon dealing with an injury. Uh, Jake Fromm, of course, uh, University of Georgia, uh, was on one of those uh, Netflix documentaries. I believe it was QB1. So, uh, if you're unfamiliar with him, uh, that's Jake Fromm. Uh, Chargers dealing with some injuries as well. Austin Eckler, uh, questionable, along with Keenan Allen, uh, placed in the COVID protocol. So we'll see if he's able to, to get back. But uh, Chop, this feels like a, a Chargers route here. I'm going to lock in a pick uh, with the Chargers, uh, see if you follow suit here. But uh, you know Jake Fromm probably better than any of us. We've seen this show before. Uh, was great at Georgia. I, I don't know that he's an NFL-level quarterback. Agree or disagree there? Thoughts on the game, Giants and Chargers. Yeah, he stinks, man. I'm locking in Chargers too. I don't want any any like. There's a piece of me that kind of wants to keep Saquon around this yep. week because you just don't know, and he looks like he's getting healthier and he's that kind of a running back, explosive. But Jake Fromm's not good. He's uh, there's no way he's going to be a, a top level NFL quarterback. So out on that and out on his receivers because of that. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the Chargers kind of route him here. They should if they don't. Then it's just typical Chargers behavior, which is what they do. So, but uh, you know, there's a chance Keenan Allen still plays this week. He's in COVID protocol, but since he's vaccinated, it's that thing where if he tests negative a couple times, he can still get back for Sunday, basically. So we'll we'll wait on that and we'll see because he can still come back. And if so, he's fine. Mike Williams is fine. Austin Eckler's really good and all the others. But if he's out. Mike Williams all of a sudden ascends to one of the top plays on the board. Like I, he's not there with Keenan Allen in there, but he is definitely at the top with Keenan Allen out. So keep your eyes on that one. As of right now, I'm putting Mike Williams pretty high on my radar because it's going to be tough for Keenan to get back, but he can get back. So lock me in for the Chargers on the spread, and uh, all these offensive players are in good shape here this week. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Guyton, uh, value play. We got Jeremy asking about Josh Palmer in the chat. Uh, he's a minimum price. Uh, is he worth a shot? I, I think they're all – if Keenan's out, I think both of those guys are, are very intriguing. To me, that'd be an ownership thing. Who are people looking at? I don't mind either of those guys. Uh, both have that big playability, uh, especially Guyton. So our boy Don Yeezy in the chat's got to give him a shout-out as well. Welcome. Uh, Derek, let's go to you. I know you're a big proponent uh, of the Chargers. Uh, in these spots where we think they're going to roll and they let us down. Chop kind of mentioned it. So I already see the Giants play coming here from Derek. A way to get different. Uh, but are you going to back Jake Fromm here and this Giants team, Derek? I mean, I have some ground to make up on Chop, but I'm not going to do it with the Giants. Uh, I don't, I'm not trying to lose ground here with Jake Fromm. So give me the Chargers uh, added to the parlay card and pretty much agree with everything you guys said. Um, Eckler and the Chargers D looks like a really good pairing this week. Uh, Mike Williams, even if Keenan Allen's active, I think is interesting. Um, and then if Keenan Allen's out, as Chop mentioned, Williams is going to be one of the top plays on the board. Guyton and Palmer are going to be two of the better value plays. 
And I mean, with so, with so much interest in the Chargers, we should naturally have interest in a, bring it back. I just don't know who to play from the Giants. If you guys had to choose one, uh, who would it be? It, it would be Saquon. I, I'm with Chop, but I hesitate. I mean, it almost feels like they're trying to have you step in the trap here. He's cheap. But we know he's got the upside. He could catch some passes, but uh, it, it's really tough. That receiver core dealing with some injuries as well. So a Barkley for me, if I have to take somebody, Chop, I think you agree there. I do, but I, w- I would also say that uh, we kind of don't know who he's been uh, practicing with, uh, Jake and Jake Fromm, and we don't know what's, you know, like maybe there's a little narrative there with Evan Ingram or something, and he gets somebody like that gets loose, but right now it's definitely Saquon. We had some news. I can't find it on those receivers. I'll try to dig it up, but uh, I think a few of those guys not practicing. Uh, surprisingly, it's been a story all season, and uh, Jake from State Farm, what well played, well, well played there. That's got to be. That's got to that be the chop or is that Devin? Like who? Who's sounding off there? That, that's, that's As I'm logged into the account, so it's, okay. it's me. All right, All that's right. pretty good. You, so you just put it in chat, chop. You, you should have brought it to, to light here on the show. I mean, it that, seemed like something. Devin, it seemed like something Devin would say. So I was totally thought Devin. I was going to blame it on him if it was a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Just just feeling out, testing the waters here. Uh, looks like you got a winner though. Uh, the chat uh, liking that one. So let's get out of this game. Uh, let's move on to our next one, Detroit and Denver. Denver sitting at minus eight, uh, 42 on the total. So Derek, we'll stay with you. Javante Williams uh, was awfully impressive uh, last week. Uh, we'll see. Melvin Gordon looks like he may return this week. So uh, how are you handling that situation? Other side, Detroit uh, coming off their first win. Uh, this is a team that, yeah, they have one win, but very good against the spread this season. In fact, eight and four. Uh, so far, are the Detroit Lions against the number? So uh, I'm going to back them here. They, they've been competitive in a lot of spots. I don't see any reason they can't be competitive uh, in this one. So give me Detroit plus eight. Uh, we'll see if Swift's able to return. Probably unlikely. So another week of Jamal Williams. Uh, pretty much hands off DFS wise with Detroit, but uh, I'm going to lock them in plus the eight here, Derek. Your thoughts here, Lions and Broncos. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if, if uh, Swift's back, I think you can pretty much avoid uh, everything from the Lions. Maybe look at TJ Hawkinson. He had a decent week uh, last week. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Uh, ended up having the big game as well. But um, I think we were all on the Lions last week, and uh, that kind of felt good to get that first win. Uh, but for me, I think you know they got the first win. Maybe they now have a letdown. Um, they kind of lose some of that uh, motivation to get that first win. So I'm going to go with Denver. I think they get it done on the ground. Uh, Detroit, one of the better or one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. Um, you mentioned Devontae Williams. Looked great. Looked great last week. So if Gordon's out, uh, he'll be my favorite running back play on the board. And if Gordon's active, uh, I'll probably stay away from a DFS uh, perspective. But, yeah, give me Denver at home. I know it's a big spread, but I think they roll. Chop, let's just talk Javante Williams here. Obviously, I want to get the rest of your take. But uh, I agree with Derek. If, if Gordon's out, I, I love him. I think he'll be very popular. Do you think he did enough to earn a bigger share here that it, let's say Gordon is in that will lower the ownership. People are going to have some concerns because we've been dealing with this 50 50 split all season long. Do you think it'll stay that way? Or do you think Williams did enough to, to earn himself a more of that role? And then the ownership's lower. We're not playing a chalky Javante Williams in a great matchup uh, with Detroit. How do you think this plays out? If Gordon's out, if, if he's back, obviously if he's out, it's an easy play. 
if he's back, how are you handling the situation? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think he, I think he's earned enough. I think he's shown enough and he's uh, like, they're still fighting. They still, you know, we don't think Denver is very much a, a playoff team, but they think they are. So they're still fighting for that. And he gives them the best chance. And I think they see that. So I think you earned enough to, to, to have a bigger role moving forward, regardless of if, if Melvin Gordon is uh, healthy or not. So I think so. And because of that, he's definitely in my player big time on my radar this week, regardless of Melvin Gordon's status. So uh, Javante, he's the guy. He's the guy for Denver for me because I am just not a Teddy Bridgewater. There's just like very, very limited upside there. Like you, like once or twice a year on Bridgewater is all you're going to get any upside. I'm not going to pick this game to do it. He, he stifles his wide receivers production. I mean, you look at the numbers of Cortland Sutton. When uh, Jerry Judy is is active and healthy, they're terrible. So can't mess around with any of that stuff. Noah Fant, he's he's you know he's no good. Just Javante is the only one from that side. On the Detroit side, it's it's even worse if Swift is out. Uh, they really don't have anybody except for maybe Hawkinson. I'm not chasing Amon Ross, St. Brown, or uh, Josh Reynolds against this defensive secondary. So uh, that's a hard pass. All that leads me to think maybe the under, but I came in here thinking Denver in a route because it's only going to go one of two ways, right? Either Detroit, oh, man, they're on a roll now. They learned how to win a game, and now they're going to carry this over, carry this momentum over, and they're going to give Detroit all they can – or give Denver all they can handle and maybe even pull another upset. Or, oh, they had a big party this week because we finally got a win. We don't have to worry about it. So Denver's going to route them. One of those two things is going to happen. I think it's Denver's going to route him, but I want to be fair to Derek. So with with great hesitation, I will take the under here. I thought you were going to jump on Detroit. Like, what do you mean fair to Derek? You know, you're getting on my team. So uh, and under was the other way I'm I was fair thinking to both of well. you guys here. I'm going to be fair oh, to both of you guys. I'm going mean, to give you all a freebie to make up here. Make up make up ground on freebie. This guy. This guy's being super nice. Comes up with the Jake from State Farm. I mean, this guy's on a roll, Derek. So uh, chop claws, uh, given given some early uh, early gifts here. All right, Buffalo and Tampa Bay up next. Uh, this one chop, obviously the the premium game, uh, the game everyone's going to be stacking a million different ways. Uh, we tend to have uh, one or two of these on the slate this week. It's Kansas City, Vegas, Buffalo, Tampa minus three fifty three and a half uh, on this total. So, as I always ask, chop, how do we get different here? Because this is one everyone's going to be going. Uh, every which way, maybe you don't get different on this one, but uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs stack, uh, Brady and his receivers, Fournette has been phenomenal here of late. So uh, thoughts here, who are you prioritizing? Any fades? Uh, hell of a game here. I can't wait to watch this one, Buffalo and Tampa Bay. You know, I don't I don't know how you get different here because I think everybody's going to be somewhat popular as, as they should be. Uh, I'm absolutely going to go back to Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs here in this game. And, and Dawson Knox has been a – one of the more surprising tight ends in the NFL when he's been healthy. So you got that going for you. And then you get a game and if it ends up being like kind of a shootout mode then a guy like Sanders or Beasley, one or the other could be the secondary receiver that gets you there in GPP. So take one of those guys. I think those guys are all in play for Buffalo. Same thing with Tampa Bay, like uncle Lenny, man, Lenny just keeps on grinding out touchdowns, receptions. He's the number one back for a high powered offense. Can't ignore him anymore. So uh, he's he's squarely in the mix. Tom's going to throw ball. 
Rob Gronkowski, man, what a resurgence in Tampa Bay after I thought he was washed in New England that last those last couple years. He, you know, he did he redid himself, man. Came back healthy, and he's one of the strongest tight ends in the NFL right now. So Gronk is always going to get targeted by uh, Brady. He's always a threat for a couple touchdowns out of the uh, tight end position. Godwin Evans, big time. That's where I think maybe we can get an edge. Is everybody's going to go to Godwin? Everybody goes to Godwin every week, just about. He's so good. I get it. But Mike Evans has his big weeks, too. And I think I think I'm more on Mike Evans this week than I am Chris Godwin. And I think the ownership is going to be more on Godwin than Evans. So that's I think that's the one way I'm going to get different is uh, is taking Mike Evans instead of Chris Godwin. But with all that being said. Three and a half. What is it? Three and a half. Uh, I mean, look at the official three, line oh, is three. three. Oh, yep. but that, that makes it interesting. But uh I think it's I think that's a pretty I think it's a tight game. I think it's a three point game either way. I think it's a toss up. So I think there's points here. Give me give me the over in this game. All right. I'm going to go Tampa. Very good team at home. I know Buffalo is going to be upset after that embarrassment against New England. And what what a what a crazy game that was. Uh, Bill Belichick uh, does it again. But I like Tampa in the spot here. I, I don't see them overlooking this team. I do think we'll get a shootout chop. So the over was my other play here. but. Uh, I like Tampa to take this one uh, at home, and I agree. Uh, Evans was a guy I was going to bring up. Uh, like you mentioned, everybody loves Godwin. Uh, Gronk will be that much more popular uh, this week. So uh, Evans, uh, if, if people are going to be on the passing game, I don't mind going to Fournette. Buffalo uh, definitely been vulnerable against the run, as we saw once again uh, last week. Uh, on the Buffalo side, maybe you grab uh, some of those secondary receivers uh, that aren't named Stefan Diggs here. Uh, but Derek, uh, your turn here. This one should be fun. Uh, who are you prioritizing, uh, Buffalo and Tampa Bay? So I haven't taken a look at uh, the Bills' schedule the rest of the way, but if they lose this one, they're seven and six, and uh, you know they're going to be well behind the Pats in the division, and they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot. So uh, that's certainly interesting. I think they abandon the running game. I think we see a ton of Josh Allen, ton of Stephon Diggs. Uh, that's going to be one of my favorite uh, quarterback wide receiver pairings of the week. And, uh, yeah, don't mind throwing in some Sanders or some Knox, but I think uh, Allen to Diggs makes a lot of sense. We know Tampa Bay, they've gotten a lot better uh, in the passing game over the last uh, couple months, but uh, they still struggle with wide receivers. So I uh, love the spot for Diggs on the other side. I'll go I'll go with Evans over Godwin. Or, sorry, I'll go with Godwin over Evans. Um, this could be, you know, just a small sample thing, but it kind of seems like Evans struggles when he gets locked up with uh, an elite cornerback. And we know Buffalo, they have Tredavious White. so. Uh, assuming he's active, you know, I haven't checked injuries uh, for the defenses yet. But, um, yeah, I like Godwin in the spot. Had the big game last week, and uh, I think he gets it rolling once again in the slot. Um, Fournette, it's a tough matchup for him, but he's always a guy that's going to be in play, especially if the game shoots out. Um, and then we had a question from the chat. Do you guys prefer Buffalo or Tampa Bay passing game if you can only have one? Oof. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, I probably prefer Tampa just because there's so many more ways that you can stack them. You know, even even if you, I, I mean, I like the Evans play. Godwin, you make a great point, Derek. Uh, he's got the better matchup. Gronk coming on, so feels like Buffalo. You you have to go with Stephon Diggs as part of that stack. Where Tampa, you could leave one of those three off and uh, do it a few different ways. So uh, that reasoning, I'm going to say Tampa, but obviously both in play. Chop. Yeah, regardless, a lot of points scored. 
So we don't have to worry about that. And like you said, Tampa is just a much better passing team, period, with so many more weapons that, that, that was the that's the one I would lean on. All right, Derek, thoughts on that? And then I need your official pick here, sir. I'm going to side with Buffalo in terms of the passing game to target just because I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. I don't think they're going to try to run the ball all that much. Uh, but, yeah, both sides great. I think it's awesome game to stack and because i don't think the teams are going to run all that much i'm going to take the over over okay and buffalo's upcoming schedule derek i know you brought that up carolina next week another game uh, with new england at new england uh following that then home games against atlanta uh, and the new york jets so likely three wins there but a, a big game looming uh, with new england here so i hate to call this a, a must win but uh, it's a good point uh, they're two games back uh on the loss here uh, could really uh, seal the deal there. So uh, you're going to see them definitely motivated. So uh, good point there. All right, last game, San Francisco traveling to Cincinnati. Uh, the Niners sitting at minus one and a half here, a uh, total of 48 and a half. This, this line, this is the one that's moved a lot, and we're dealing with a lot of injuries Cincinnati. I think that could be a big part of it. Uh, Joe Mixon questionable. Uh, we got Joe Burrow dealing with a hand injury. We got T. Higgins. Uh, questionable so all the big dogs on cincinnati uh banged up uh niner side the running backs are the concern here elijah mitchell in the concussion protocol jeff wilson uh banged up as well jamichael hasty uh may be the last man standing and could be a great value play but uh too early in the week to tell what that's going to play out uh, debo samuel we'll see if he's able uh, to return to this lineup this week they sound uh, pretty optimistic there so derek we'll stay with you this is one of those you know early in the week it's fun to get uh, an early look at things and our initial look at things. But this one, uh, really tough to do much of anything with, uh, not knowing how these injuries are going to play out. So we'll do our best here uh, to navigate uh, this minefield. What do you got, San Francisco and Cincinnati? Yeah, this one's tough. There's like uh, 20 different if-then statements uh, in this game. So there's not a lot that we can break down in terms of uh, DFS. Just depends on who's active. Um, whoever ends up starting at running back for San Fran, I think is going to be in a pretty good spot. You know, since his defense, I talked about it last week, they had only faced one team uh, in the top half of the league in terms of uh, EPA on offense. So uh, I think last week was number two, and we saw what the Chargers were able to do offensively. So, yeah, I, mean, I think the, the Niners are interesting. I like Kittle. Um, and then depending on Debo, uh, I like uh, him or Ayuk. Ayuk uh, kind of let me down last week, but – don't mind going back there and then kind of the same thing with Cincy. It just depends on who's going to be active for my pick, man. This is tough. I don't know who's going to play. I don't know all this stuff. So I'm just going to take the under and hope that uh, both teams kind of lean on the run a little bit. I'm on the under here as well. Uh, again, San Francisco starting running back. You, you nailed it, Derek. It's as simple as that. If it's Mitchell, he's been getting a ton of work. Uh, if it's Wilson, I know he disappointed uh, in that game against Jacksonville, but uh, he'd get a lot of work. And if it is hasty, I know we had a question uh, from Josh in the chat. I do trust him here in this spot. Uh, other side, again, tough tough to say, but uh, Pirine could be another value play here uh, if Mixon is unable to go. And if one of those receivers is out, maybe we can finally look at Tyler Boyd again, uh, even a CJ Uzuma, guys like that. So uh, just a lot of questions uh, as we get closer uh, to Sunday here. But uh, looks like it could be uh, a potential weather game, rain, uh, could be kind of chilly there, so keep that one in mind uh, as well. So two unders on the board here, Chop. Finish this off, San Francisco, Cincinnati. Yeah, there's just, like you said, there's just so many uh, question marks here. It's tough to, like, get a good read on this, uh, you know, 
Debo being in or out is huge for Sanford, not just the spread, the, the DFS aspect. Uh, Elijah Mitchell in that in concussion protocol, whoever the if there's one bell cow back for Frisco, that guy would be great, you know. So we got to look and see what all those guys are, you know, if is maybe Mitchell is the last man standing because uh Jeff Wilson is hurt and all this other stuff. So, so many things to play. I think one consistent is George Kittle, you can always go there. On the other side, uh, I worry about Cincinnati. Joe Burrow banged up last week, had the hand issue. He came back, he played. It was clearly he was in discomfort. You know, is it something that's going to affect him this week? I don't know. But if it does, then it affects his wide receivers too, and it affects the point spread also. So, and then the Joe Mixon thing is huge because he is he's so uh, vital, such a vital piece to the offense that P. Ryan just can't take the place of Joe Mixon. So, a lot of things going on there. If 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 everybody was healthy from Frisco and from Cincinnati, I would totally be on Cincinnati here, but. I can't, I can't, I just don't know the the health of these guys. So for that reason, I do think that that's a pretty elevated total right there. I'm going to take the under also. All right, we're adding it to the parlay card. So that will do it for the analysis here for week 14. So let me update uh, on the parlay again, hit four to five last week. So uh, I don't suggest going out and, and making these all parlays, but uh, uh, these bets seem to do pretty well uh, throughout the years when we agree. So. Uh, first one was under 43 and a half on Jacksonville and Tennessee. We're all on Carolina minus two and a half and the Chargers minus 10 and a half. And then, of course, this last one under 48 and a half in San Francisco, Cincinnati. That one uh, take with a grain of salt. Uh, we have a lot of questions uh, in that one. So uh, we'll add it to the card. But uh, uh, keep an eye on that weather. And, of course, uh, the injury report heading into Sunday. So uh, as you see again on the screen, one more shout out here for our FanDuel uh, OG's contest. Uh, make sure you're joining that at fanduel.com slash OG. A $7 buy-in. Go reserve your spot now. Come back uh, and fill that in later. We also have the Roto-Grinder single entry series still rolling on. Uh, I think that, or is that over now, Chop or, or Derek? That, that might be over here, but. I did not see it in the lobby this okay, week. Okay, so. so it might have been uh, last week was it. But again, fanduel.com slash OG. Come play against us. If you're rocking that Roto-Grinders badge, uh, you got a shot uh, to win some free Roto-Grinders premium. Uh, still a ton of money up for grabs. First place uh, in the season-long leaderboard. Going to walk away uh, with $5,000. So, guys, final thoughts here. Week 14. Chop, we'll go to you. What do you got? Yeah, week 14. Uh, for me, it's it's a, it's a whole new season now. It's a different. I started all over because college football is over, so I get a little bit more time to look at some NFL. So I'm excited about that. And uh, we're in, what are we, uh, we're shooting this on the 8th of December. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but man, for yesterday, for the first time I looked at the schedule down the road, wow, Christmas day, we're going to get two football games in addition to the NBA. So I'm gonna, this is going to be exciting stuff. Derek's going to have a, a tough Christmas then is what, was what you're saying. <laughs> I'm with you, man. It's a great time of the year. Christmas is always fun. So we'll, we'll talk Christmas as we get closer uh, to that, but uh, getting you know, heading down the stretch here, a couple more weeks to make some money uh, and charge up these leaderboards uh, in DFS. So, uh, chop season long league, uh, where are we at? The playoffs uh, next week. Uh, I know you can't get that number one seed, but it sounds like you're at least locked into a playoff spot. At least locked into a playoff spot. Uh, this is our last week of regular season. Man, just one of those things. I got beat by a 
totally inferior team this year for first. The guy in first, he just got lucky with the scheduling and, you know, fell upon all the dud matchups every week. So, but uh, that's another thing I'm looking forward to in season long is that we got the extra week. So week 18 is now the new week 17 that you throw out the window. So now it's a, we're going a different playoff. We're doing last man points out the first playoff week. And then the second one also, you know, you low total out of all the playoff teams gets eliminated, eliminated. And then our head to head in week 17 for the title. So I'm excited about our new format. Nice. Yeah. Josh brings up a great point in the chat. A lot of the best balls uh, are wrapping up that opening round. So uh, make sure you're checking them uh, all across uh, the industry if you did some best balls. But uh, thank you to Josh, Donizzi, uh BJ Arroyo chiming in. He's climbing the leaderboard there. Uh, and some of the other guys in the chat. Uh, always good talking uh, football with you guys here every Wednesday on the show. Derek, final thoughts for the people week 14. What do we got? Uh, we should probably get out of here. But uh, are you guys' kids too old for the uh, Elf on the Shelf? No, oh, in fact, uh, my my so my older two are my youngest is about to be ten, and uh, she not only wanted the one we have, uh, she requested a, a sister for it. So now we have two of these damn things. Uh, we have to move around the house. So I I turn that duty over to my oldest daughter. Like this is your job. I'm out of ideas all the years of moving this thing around and uh, him creating havoc. Now there's two of them in the house. Like uh, that that's the kids handle that one. So. Uh, t- 10 so far as is my youngest, but she's still a believer. So I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping this is the last year not to be a Grinch, but uh, that, that thing starts to get old real quick. So, uh, and so my little one's six and I'm afraid I'm going to ruin Christmas for him. I mean, I've left this thing just sitting in the same spot for days at a time. And uh, he asked so many questions. He loves to ask questions and I just don't have all the answers for him. Like, how does the elf do this and this and this and, Man, uh, it's going to get ugly. I'll give you, first of all, I, I don't think we did it last year. I have, to, I have to go ask my wife, but I think last year was the first year we didn't do it, and nobody even missed it, right? So the one year, it just got so so tiring of doing it. We uh, just put him somewhere where and left a note saying, find me if you can. I'm not going to move until you find me somewhere. <laughs> like, we bought ourselves, like, a, like three or four solid. days of – Three or four days of the, the kids searching for him, and they couldn't find him because we was like locked away in the closet. But uh, and then we just kind of got my wife. She, I think she's over now because I just kept going behind her. Everything she would do, I, I'd put the, the elves in like weird positions, sexual positions, and stuff like that. She just got she got tired of it. So I don't think we even did it last year. Yeah, that's the first thing my daughter. It gets close to Christmas. Like, when are my elves gonna get? Here? I mean, she is on top of it. So, D- Derek, my answer is always like, it's magic. If they ever had, it's magic. Yeah, that's it's magic. That's my it's go-to. Magic. But man, so why isn't he moving? Because he know. really <laughs> likes that spot. So you know, he's spent a couple. Just think of a vacation. You really like the spot. You, you stay there for a couple days. It's the same. So, uh, the, the beauty of a kid, you can almost tell them anything, and they're gonna buy it. But uh, we are running a little bit long, so we'll discuss more uh, Elf on the Shelf and Christmas as we get closer. But, guys, thank you, as always, uh, for tuning in. We appreciate each and every one of you. For Chop, for Notorious, I am Beer saying salut. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you for listening. Good luck this week, and we'll talk to you next week.